You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So, so we're getting ready to launch this uh, uh, church-wide small group campaign. And what Alpha is designed to do is designed to reach our unchurched neighbors, friends, and family members. Does anyone have a neighbor that's not churched? Anyone? Raise your hand if you have one. Then Alpha's for them. How about a family member that, that you have been praying for uh, that they don't have Jesus in their life, you know. We all have that one person. And how about maybe that, uh, that friend that uh, you really like that, that person, uh, but, but they don't have the Lord, and, 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 and your heart is just stirred uh, because you want them to, to, to have Jesus and, and to be uh, uh, saved and have this abundant life and eternal life that comes with God. You know, all of us have someone. And every year, I want you to, to kind of understand the, the culture at Living Word Chapel. Every year, we are intentional. We're intentional uh, about uh, <clears throat> reaching people that don't know the Lord. In fact, you could say that we're, we're a church for, for those that don't have a church. We exist as a church for those that don't have a church because uh, if, if we have a church, then we are, most of us are walking with God. We, we're saved. We're, we're going to heaven. But there are a lot of people that don't have God. And we need to be intentional, intentional about reaching those people that, that don't have the Lord. Um, Alpha is going to answer the questions that unchurched people have. It's going to address the heart of people in a way that some people are not able to do. Um, <clears throat> we had someone that, one of our hosts, that is going to be leading a, an Alpha, uh, Alpha small group. And she came to me last week because she showed the, the, the first video to her husband, and they were watching it together, and he said after they watched it, can we watch the next one? She said, wait, we got to wait till our group comes. And it's, it's that informative, it's that good, it's that well put together. And uh, 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 throughout the year, throughout the year, I want you to hear me now, outside of fall and spring church-wide small group campaigns, we want for you to do whatever the Lord puts in your heart. In your small groups. And the reason we're about small groups at Living Word Chapel is because in this service right here, you guys can't talk. You guys can't grow together. But in a small group, you can discuss things. You can, you can encourage each other. You can strengthen each other. And so throughout the year, in your small groups, we, we want for you to look at topics that are very close to your heart, very near to your, to your situation and circumstances, what you're dealing with. And, and, uh, and we want for you to just go with all kinds of diversity for whatever you need and whatever your group needs. But during our, our, our church-wide campaigns, we want us to be all in. And what we do in our church-wide campaigns is we want to reach the unchurched. We want to, we want to I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce a new word. We want to have a bring-vitation. A bring-vitation. That's an invitation in bringing people at the same time. Inviting people and bringing people to the love of God and to the love of God's people. And so I, I, small groups, as, as you guys get together, think about this. Have, do we have a new person in our group? And if we don't have a new person in our group, why don't we? 
Why, are, why is it always the same people getting together all the time? This time I want for us to pray about reaching people that are not in church, reaching people that are not in a small group, and allowing the Lord, allowing the Lord uh, to do his work and, and connect them uh, to the love of Christ, uh, and, and then for them to begin to grow in the love of, of, of God, uh, for them to begin to serve by using their, their God-given gifts, and then for us to keep reaching people. And that's the way we worship God. That's the way we worship God together. So my text for today, my text for today, and, and I want you to see the progression. Okay, we started out the, the series talking about God wants us to what? Go, Right? And then last week, he wants us to reach. Now, let's think about what I said in go. God wants us to go across the street. That's the, the little hooves concept. He wants us to go across the country. Uh, sometimes we send help to maybe hurricane victims, things like that. We just go out all over the United States to help people in need, to reach them with the love of God. And then across the world... Uh, because there may be a person in, in Guatemala, there might be a person in New Guinea, there might be a person in, in whatever uh, uh, nation that God sends you, that you're that person that God chose to bring them to Christ. Can you believe that little old, old, little old me could be used by God in another country to lead someone to Christ? Yes, that's how God works. But we've got to be willing. And then, today I want to talk about teach God told us, uh, Jesus' commission says, go and teach all nations all the things that I've commanded you to do. That's going to be our text. We're going to look at it right now. And so the, the progression is, is, is that you go, you reach people with, uh, with the hope that only God can bring. You reach people with uh, 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 restoration because we have a lot of broken people all over, all over our cities, all over our schools. There's broken people all over uh, the people that you're ministering to, Tammy, are, are broken and you bring restoration. And then reconciliation where you reconcile them because they're separated from God. And they have no purpose. They're, 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 they're fighting against the purposes of God. And you're, you get to be a part of bringing them back and reconciling them to the love of God. And so today, we, 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 we go on and we say, we need to teach them. Because here's the thing. I could give you all the philosophy that I know of, of, of how you change, but that's not going to change you. The only thing that will change people is God. The only thing that transforms people is Jesus. And the only way that we do it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this is the commission that Jesus gave to the church. He gave this commission in, in Matthew 28 verse 18 through 20. I've been talking about this, and there's, we could expand on it and expand on it because it's so rich here. Uh, Jesus said this. Uh, Jesus uh, came to them, and he said, uh, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So this is what we need to grab a hold of and internalize is that wherever we go, whether it's across the street, across the country, across the world, we have the authority of God. How do we know that? Because Jesus said it. He said, go, he said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. That's the thrust of our message today. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely, surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. In other words... Jesus is never not present with us. Never not present. No matter what we're going through, he's always there. 
And as we go and, we, and, we, and we're in, uh, intentional and we are in obedience to what he called us to do, and as a local church, we're in obedience that he called us to reach people, to show them love that's true, to show them a love that ha- doesn't have any borders, it doesn't have any bias, it doesn't have any prejudice. It's not against people, uh, uh, their ethnicity. It's not against people and their political stance. It's not against people and wherever they're at in, this, in, in their lives. It's the love of God that penetrates and breaks down those walls that keep people apart and keep people at enmity with each other and with God. Here's your one big thing. Here's your one big thing. The call to the church is to lead people to grow daily and look more and more like Jesus every year. I, 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 look, I look a lot more like Jesus today than I did when I first started walking with God. You know, uh, the call for the church is for us to, to be like little Christs and for us to make people that look like Jesus. And when you have a church that their, their people look like Jesus, in other words, they don't look like a denomination, they don't look like uh, 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 whatever the building says, you know, we're not living word chapel people, we, we're, we're followers of Christ. Amen? And, and when we look like that, we, we, we make a difference like Jesus does, we encourage people like Jesus does, we restore people like Jesus uh, the way that he restores, and all of these elements that, that God uh, uh, places in us, we begin to do that in the world around us. I was so blessed, Bobby. I was so blessed yesterday. So many things happened, but I, just thoughts are coming to me as I'm preaching. And, and, and Bobby, as he ministered to the people and shared uh, some wonderful things about his mom, and, and, and let me just give you one of the highlights is that his, his mom and his dad, uh, uh, Buddy and, and, uh, and Francis, were married in Lordsburg, New Mexico. So they ran, they ran to Lordsburg, New Mexico to get married. And I said, uh, well, Shauna and I, we ran from Lordsburg, New Mexico to get married. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the highlights is that, you know, Bobby has been at LWC for, for a lot of years, and, and, and we've grown together. We, I just know this guy's full of love. And, and, and as he shared with, with this field house, uh, he, at the end he says, if you don't have a home church, if you don't have a place to go, this is a place where people are going to love you. This is a pe- the place where people are going to be genuine. This is a place where people are going to be real. And they're going to show God to you. And, and, th- and that's exactly the, the reality that the church is called. The church is called to love people and to show them the way that God loves us. Amen? And if we're loving people the way that God loves us, there will be a difference in every person that we meet. There will be a difference because you don't find that in the world. You find, you find whatever you want to do at, at whatever your agenda is. And the agenda of God is that he wants to see people saved. He wants to see people restored. He wants to see people uh, to, to look like Jesus more and more every year. So here are the three elements that we can find from that scripture about how we teach people. How we teach people the way that Jesus taught us. And, and the first thing is we, we, we need to 
continually be baptizing people. We need to continually be baptizing people. Baptize, 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 baptize. We should be baptizing people continuously. Baptizing is so important to the believer that Jesus did it himself. Our example about baptism is Jesus himself. Before he started his earthly ministry, uh, he came to John the Baptist and, and, and he said, I need to get baptized. And John the Baptist said, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals. I'm not even worthy to, to tie your shoes. I'm not worthy of anything. And, and Jesus said, <clears throat> he said this in, in, in Matthew 3, uh, verse 13 through 15. He says, uh, the, the Bible says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and, and do you come to me? He recognized that this is uh, the Messiah. And, and Jesus replied, let it be so now. Let it be so now. Let it, let it happen right now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. Now, the, the reason for this is that Jesus, though he was perfect, he had never sinned, he never did anything wrong, he identified himself with sinful man. He identified himself with, with what, who he was going to be saving. And so he, gave, he gives us an example that baptism is very, very important. And if it was important to Jesus, beloved, it should be important to who? To us. We also learn, we also learn in the Bible that baptism was always through immersion. It was always through immersion. It wasn't through sprinkling and, and, and this has to be our guide. Jesus says, teach them to obey everything I commanded you. It was never uh, uh, through, through sprinkling. It was never for infants. Um, I, I was raised in a denomination where I was baptized as a baby. But when I came to Christ as a born-again believer, the Bible taught me, the Bible spoke to me that I needed to be baptized as an adult. Because I wasn't the one that got baptized as a child, as an infant, because I knew nothing that was going on. And so I said, I want to be baptized the way that the Bible says to be baptized. Now, uh, immersion. <clears throat> in in Jesus' baptism, we read this. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. So if he was in the water, I mean, if he, was, uh, if he came out of the water, it means that he was where? In the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, <clears throat> and it was alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And so I believe that we could, we could say that he was pleased that Jesus got baptized. We could say that he was pleased that Jesus was going to fulfill everything that the Father had him to fulfill. But we could also say that he was pleased that he got baptized by immersion. Amen? That, it, that it's pleasing to the Father. So here's what I want you to consider. If you haven't been baptized by immersion, I want you to consider, not because I'm saying that, but, but because that's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus commanded. And that's what we should be teaching everywhere we go. It doesn't change. <clears throat> it doesn't change if we go to Guatemala. It doesn't change if we go to Africa. It doesn't change anywhere. If we find water, we will baptize people by immersion. Um, Philip was led to uh, uh, Samaria. 
And in Samaria, he ministered to the multitude. And then God said, I want you to go minister to the one. And he went down to the Gaza Strip. And he went to this eunuch who was coming from worshiping <clears throat> and didn't understand what he was, was, what he was uh, reading and, and worshiping. And, and the Holy Spirit sent Philip to go teach him about Jesus. He, he taught him Christ. And in that, uh, the eunuch gave his life to Jesus. And this is what it shows us right here in the Bible. In Acts chapter 8, as they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here is water. God was stirring his heart because he was hearing about Christ and about baptism. What can stand in the way of my, of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the, the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came, say it with me, they came up out of the water. The spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. That's the word of God. Here's an important thing. Baptism doesn't save you. Faith in Jesus saves you. But baptism is an outward expression of what you've done inwardly, of your trust and your faith that you've put in Jesus Christ. Every baptism in the New Testament was by adults or by an age of accountability. So when we have children that want to get baptized, we, we want to make sure that they know what they're doing that they're taking a step of faith in following Jesus, that they know that it's not just getting in the, in the swimming pool we have back here. <clears throat> it's actually something very important that's happening, right? Um, you're, you're not baptized into the name of a church or a denomination. When people say, I was baptized a Baptist, well, get baptized a Christian. You know, get baptized into Christ. Uh, if you're baptized at Living Word Chapel, it has nothing, there's no significance with where you get baptized. It's who you get baptized into. And we get baptized into Christ. Amen? And if you're hearing the recording, I'm not against Baptists, by the way. I love them. <laughs> um, you become part of the universal church, which is expressed in many local churches all, all across the world. I love the way Paul wrote in Romans 6. He said, we, therefore, um, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So, so your baptism, beloved, uh, your baptism is actually going into the, symbolizes you going into the death of Christ uh, in, and being buried with him. And you are raised with him as you come out of the water into his resurrection to start a new life. It is amazing what happens in baptism when you... Think about the symbolism there. And the more people we get baptized, the more life change we see. It's the only visible evidence of someone getting saved. Did you know that? It's really the only visible evidence of someone getting saved. Someone says, well, I, I received Jesus as Savior. Okay, that's wonderful. You might have raised your hand. But the visible evidence is that you go before people and you go into the water to be baptized. And people see how important that is. So we teach people the importance of baptism. Um, the second thing that's important, it's our call to disciple. It's our call to disciple. Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. And this is so important because the wording that the Holy Spirit uh, had Matthew use is, is, is vital to us. In fact, 
we have to remember that the Greek language uh, in, in, in which the New Testament was written was very precise and is very precise. Uh, and God led Matthew to use the word, uh, the, the word is uh, mathetes, mathetes, and it's where we get the word, that's the word for disciples, make disciples, mathetes, and that's the word that we uh, get the word mathematics from. So mathematics comes from that word mathetes, and when you make disciples, um, what you're saying is that not only are you multiplying but precisely, you're growing them. You're making them to look just like God. You're, you're, the whole goal is you're making them to, to act the acts of God you're, you're the, in the holiness of God, to walk in the statutes of God, and to do all the things that the Lord does in and through us. And so that word right there uh, in that, in that, uh, in that uh, sentence structure, I'm becoming an English teacher for a little bit, that, that word right there is in the imperative in other words, it is the most important word in that whole sentence structure where it says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. The most important word there, the imperative word, is mathetes, which is make disciples. And so the most important thing for any church should be that we're making disciples weekly. Every week, people should be grown up in the, in the faith. Uh, the great hymn writer, and you might have heard this hymn, P.P. Uh, Bliss put it like this, at the feet of Jesus is the place for me. There a humble learner would I choose to be. In other words, when we're with Jesus, and I love that song that we played at the end, that, that, that beautiful song, Becky and, and Art, you guys did amazing in that song list. That last song is, Jesus, I, I, I just want you. And forgive me for making this about myself. Because as we have more Jesus, the more transformation that happens in our life, the, the greater things that are going to, to be happening. Um, making disciples, beloved, is a journey. It's not an instant thing, but it's the most important thing. Are you with me? It's not instantaneous. It's continuous. At LWC, we offer the grow class to start. It's where you learn the habits of becoming like Jesus. And, and when we're intentional about going and reaching those across the street, those across the country, and those across the world, God commands us to, to make disciples. In fact, Paul told Timothy these words. I love the way that, that the, the Phillips translation puts it. It says in, in 1 Timothy 4, 7, take the time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. In other words, as, as, as you're becoming more like Christ, you will have to put some work and effort into it. Amen? And as we're making people like Christ, hear me now. As we go and we teach people and make them like Christ, it will take a part on, uh, uh, of effort in our lives to invest into people that are coming in through the doors. If you're new here today, I want you to know something, that you're worthy of God's investment. If you're, if you're here today and, 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 and you want to grow and become more like God, you want to do away with some of the, your anger problems, you want to do away with some of your maybe, uh, maybe lying. Uh, nobody at first service lies. Second service, they have a real problem. But um, maybe you know, you're dealing maybe with uh, you know, some, some fornications. 
things like that. God doesn't want to keep you there. And, and God wants to know that you're worthy of the investment. You're worthy for God to pour into your life and, 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 and take you to, into a new dispensation, new place where you can be walking in the, in the things of God. Make disciples. I, I think about it this way. It took years. It took years and, and bad habits for us to get to the place where we were without God. An alcoholic doesn't become an alcoholic after he drinks one beer. And maybe they do. I don't know that. But I'm just saying they usually have to drink for a while. And it becomes something that is habitual. Um, many times we have habits that don't honor God and don't honor people. And, and sometimes, sometimes there are miraculous changes in our lives. But sometimes it's progressive. And just like Tammy uh, and Little Hooves, they work with people every week, and progressively you see changes. That's exactly how it is for us as believers. Every week God is working on us. Every week God is working with us. And as we go and reach people, we teach them that there's some discipline that has to come into their life for them to make the changes that are going to honor God. Amen? And if we don't, if we don't, hear me now, if we don't implement those changes, they're in for a train wreck. Hear me now. If you continue down that road of not honoring God, that path, that principle of the path is going to take you into a train wreck. So we make disciples that are, uh, that are walking and align themselves to the path of God. Okay, the last one, teach, real quick. Teach. As soon as the Holy Spirit was poured out on the believers in, in Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and, and uh, uh, 3,000 of, of those people in the audience uh, received Jesus and were saved and they got baptized, uh, it tells us that, that they, devoted themselves, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. How many of us in here devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching? How many of you guys in here are, are, are intentional about reading the Word of God? That's important, guys. That is so, that's the only thing that will change you. You, you, can tell, you can tell your mind will be cleansed when you have the Word of God going through your mind. right? They, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. How important it is, is it for us to come together with God's people? Very important. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. And they continued to meet together in the big service in the temple courts and they also broke bread in their homes and they ate together with gladness and sincere hearts so breaking bread in their homes is a small group they got together in their homes they had small groups and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and I believe this with all of my heart I believe as much as people say no people people in the world are going to hate you can I tell you they're not going to hate you because God promises that he will give us favor with people the you know with what you're doing Tammy and, and I'm using you as an example because you're a good example uh, but with what you're doing is people in, in, the, in the community and outside of the community uh, are seeing the difference that you're making in people's lives the Lord through you they don't even know it's the Lord but you're finding favor. I was there at that fundraiser where you had one of the most popular country singers that did that whole fundraiser for you. That's a favor of God. And so people, people they, they see a difference. And beloved, you need to know that, that the favor of God is on you. The favor of God is on us with people and, and, and that, that we're called. We're called 
to continue to grow. We're called to continue to teach and to learn the things of God. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Here's what I want you to know as as I get ready to close. Here's what I want you to know. Beloved, we should be busting at the seams. We should be busting at the seams of people coming in the doors at the LWC. We should. You know, next, next week, yeah, the 19th, sorry, the 22nd, two weeks from now, we're going to be baptizing some people. And then the 29th, we're going to be baptizing some people. And one of the greatest privileges to me is I'm going to be baptizing my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the beautiful thing about that is that's not the first neighbor that I baptized. Because the favor of God is on us. But beloved, here's the thing. We got to do it together. We got to do it together. And you've got to start teaching. You, right now, you should be excited about the Alpha Series. You should be inviting unchurched people to the Alpha Series because they're going to hear things and learn things that they never knew before. Augustine, known as St. Augustine, he lived in a, in a place called Hippo. Maybe it was big, I don't know. He said this, the Bible was composed, and, and he was a great man, great man of God. The Bible was composed in such a way that as beginners mature, the meaning of the Bible grows. In other words, when you first come to God and you read the Bible, it's pretty insignificant. But as you grow in Christ, this becomes your life. This is, this is your source of answers. And you care more about what God says than what people say. I said that, so, I said that to someone recently. I really care a lot more about what God says than what people think about me. Because he never changes his opinion. He loves me all the time. Amen? In the good times and the bad times. So here are four immediate steps, and then we'll close with prayer. Here are four immediate steps which will empower you to grow in Christ. Okay? And I know that it goes against the status quo, what I'm going to say the first one. I know it goes against our culture in, in, in this society that we're living in right now, but I'm going to say this to you. Make the Sunday worship experience a regular part of your life. Teach your kids that church is important. Teach your kids that great things happen in the body of Christ. It's, it's where we come together and worship. God is here when we gather, and his word is going to build, up, uh, uh, build us up and, and save many people. Uh, I believe that we're going to see a lot of people saved. I, I, I just believe that. Number two, you will grow in Christ if you prioritize a small group in your weekly schedule. Sunday morning is not enough. It's not enough for you to grow in encouragement, in discernment, and in accountability. You will not recognize the blind spots in your life without people around you telling you, hey, you need to watch that. You need people to encourage you. Prioritize a small group in your weekly schedule. Number three, commit to a 30-day challenge in your music listening. Listen to Christian radio, praise and worship uh, uh, music for one month. 
Every person that I know that changed their, 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 their lives in Christ will change their radio stations and their Pandora stations and their Spotify stations. And here's what I know for sure. I will know your behavior and who you are with what you listen to. I will know exactly who you are and how you behave with what you listen to. I just ministered to a guy the other day, had a traumatic experience. And when, when we got done uh, talking and, and, and God did a miracle in his life, him and his wife in a restoration, he said, I'm listening to garbage music. It's, de- it's degrading my wife. It's degrading women. They cuss, but I love the beat. I said, well, if you love that beat that's destroying your life, change the beat in your stations. I'm telling you right now, take a 30-day challenge and listen to nothing but Christian, God-honoring music, and it'll change your life. Songs can take me places that I shouldn't go. I've got songs that, that I've used to listen to that they'll take me places that I shouldn't go. Some of you guys in your stations, and I'm talk, talking to someone because I know some of you guys, you're listening to things that are taking you backwards instead of frontwards. Change your station for 30 days. And the last thing is connect, connect to a Bible app. The Bible app may be the Word of God, but we've got wonderful Bible apps. And start a 30-day reading plan. Uh, right Now Media, we, which we offer free to people. Right Now Media is a great source where you can find anything, any topic. Do it for 30 days and see it will change your life. I have, a, I have a, a family that was struggling with their children, had a strong-willed son. And, and, and I said, start listening. Look at this right here. I want you to watch this. They started watching it. The whole dynamics in their family changed. You have got to teach yourself through the things of God for your life to be able to change. Be in the Bible every day. There's, a, there's version, which is a wonderful uh, app, which we actually use that on Sunday mornings. If you go to version, go to Living Word Chapel, go to events, you'll actually find our notes there. Read Scripture is another wonderful app. There's wonderful plans. I guarantee you that if you start a Bible plan and you get in the Word, you will grow in Christ. Guarantee. Guarantee. Let's pray. I'm done. Father, thank you for teaching us the importance of growing in Christ. I know I can't become all you've called me to be without taking the necessary steps to learn about Jesus. This week, I choose to prioritize your teaching and your ways. Help me where I'm weak and increase my understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.